says, I never get into arguments on Facebook or YouTube or the or the blog. On YouTube? You can argue with people? I guess so. I guess if you watch a video and you're like, this was this was Eddie Money's greatest video of all time. Oh, God rest his soul. Oh, really, yeah. Eddie Money? I didn't know. Yesterday. Oh, no. We still have meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> Meat, meatloaf, eat right. Eat clean, bro. Yeah. Get on that treadmill. Drink water. Yeah. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. Titanic news, because it just keeps coming. 1912 thing sank. Still talking about it. Still from 1912. From 1912. Yeah, it's that long ago. From 1912. We're not even in that century anymore. It must have its own Instagram account by <laughs> now, sure. right? Sure. New stuff every day. Yeah. It's a. This is a Titanic ghost curses and premonitions. So we reported Ooh. before. Yes. Okay. We reported before on um, conspiracy theories around the Titanic. Mm-hmm. So this is. Uh, since the Titanic sank on April 15th, 1912, it says there have been strange stories connected to it. Prepare for a voyage into the unknown. All right. So basically, there was some guy who... Is it like a haunted wet spot in the ocean? <laughs> it's like a cold spot yeah. in, the, in the ocean. Um, so there was a guy called Morgan Robertson, who was an author, and he wrote a book that they're saying presages the events of the Titanic. It was written 14 years before. Uh, They said when the Titanic had not even been thought about, I'm sure someone was thinking about it, but uh, when he wrote a book, Morgan Robinson wrote a book called Futility, and the similarities are chilling. Uh, In 1898, Morgan started writing it to create a novella about a ship sinking in the Mid-Atlantic. At the time, no one cared. (laughs) No one was interested. It was not a bestseller. He did not become rich, nor did he become famous. And it took another 14 years for the story to become infamous. And still no one is, this, it didn't help Nobody this cares. guy. Like yeah. He got zero shine. So his book is called uh, Futility. And the ship was called the Titan. When, mm-hmm. you know, the real ship, the reality of it is that there's a ship called the Titanic. Mm-hmm. So that's. Oh, my God. It was called the Titan? Mm-hmm. It, it was the most technologically advanced ship of its age in both the book and in reality. Okay. Um, the, in the book, it measured 800 feet, and the Titanic was 882 feet. No kidding. Wow. Uh, both were considered to be unsinkable, the real, the Titan and the Titanic, because they had waterproof compartments in the hull. I'm thinking this is just how they were trying to, this was the technology of the time. Somebody probably, like, read the book and then was like, let's do this. Let's do this. Or this is just how ships were built. Yeah. Like, they were about 800 feet in length, mm-hmm. and they had, you know, this kind of waterproof compartments. Um, in the book that sailed from New York to Britain in April, and the Titanic was the reverse, mm-hmm. going from Britain to uh, New York, but also okay. in April. The, few t- uh, the Titan had 2,500 passengers uh, out of a total of 3,000 it could have had. The Titanic had 2,200 it could have had 3,000. I didn't know that there were, wow. were fewer people and could have been on the ship. Did you know I didn't know. I didn't know. So it could have carried 3,000 3, people, but only 2,200. Um, they both hit icebergs in the Atlantic. Yeah. Um, they were both 400 miles west of Newfoundland. 
when the wow. ice when they hit. Okay. There was damage on the starboard side of the hull in both the book and in reality. Did this guy like have a, a prophetic dream and then he was like, "That's a great idea." I, I have I'll no idea. Yeah. Either that or this guy was just thinking logically about how something like this was most likely to happen, yeah. and it happened. Yeah. Um, the ship was going at twenty, going too fast at twenty-five knots in the book. It was going too fast at twenty-two point five knots in reality. So a ship that they said is going to be the greatest ship is huge. It's going too fast um, in the Atlantic. The damage was fatally uh, extensive. There were not enough lifeboats in both situations, leading me to believe that this was a problem in the late eighteen hundreds. Not enough. This life was like boats. a fear yeah. of people, you know, being on ships and being like, "Are there enough lifeboats?" Yeah. Well, th- th- this was the only way they traveled. Yeah. There were no planes. Remember that, people. Yeah. There was like no other way to get around. Um, in the in both the book and the reality, mm-hmm. it went bow first, and massive loss of life. So, the futility. Um, because of the publicity after the Titanic happened, people started reading the book. Mm-hmm. It's still in print nowadays, although it's not, you know, it's not definitely not a bestseller. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, he also wrote some other um, short stories, and some of them seem to refer to the dropping of the atomic bomb later. But I'm, I'm just thinking this is probably someone who is just following things to their logical conclusions, Con- right, right? right? And he's a writer. Yeah, he's done still, his research. Okay, you know. So all of this was based on like all these dimensions and the number yeah. Of so people think that he was you know uh, kind of predicting what was happening, but really he was just writing you know a really plausible story, mm-hmm. and that story happened to. But the name that's yeah in the uh, Titan and Titanic and where it's going. Yeah, I know at uh, Chelsea Piers in New York City. Which is right on the Hudson. That's where the the Titanic was supposed to dock. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So, um, but with the rescue ship came there, and mm-hmm. there's pictures, and they have these big blown up pictures of actual of the, of the boat docking and people coming off the boat, the survivors. Yeah. So the ship that they how long did it take them to get out to the ship? Um, I, didn't they? It took them a couple of hours, right, to get out there. That's why so many people drowned. I don't in know. The it was water. a couple of scenes. Yeah. <laughs> a of scenes. It was a while before the ship came in, and there were people, whoever were in the boats, lived, but people mm-hmm. hanging on to, um, you know, whatever, broken up pieces Flops of the ship, them, and yeah. were, who were um, cold and submerged in the water. They were the ones who died. So, had there been enough lifeboats, everyone would have survived. Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. Why even have lifeboats if you're not going to have enough for everyone? In the movie, they said, well, because it was about the aesthetics of the ship, because they're all stored on the outside out mm-hmm. of the of the boat. Yeah. And so the, it, it does it look crowds, ugly, but it whatever. It looks ugly, but it, and it crowds the decks. And they, they are like, people want to walk around on the decks. They didn't have all the lifeboats. That's what they said. Wow. Okay. I'm not, I mean, that's probably correct. Mm-hmm. I can see people being just that ignorant. All right. What do you have? Well... You've heard of the device, the ring, the doorbell monitor system. Yeah. It's people are getting them. Yeah, people are getting them, and it's like $99 or something And what like does that. it do exactly, It's though? a doorbell camera, and it... Oh, pass. So, well, no, well, you also hook it up to your smartphone. Mm-hmm. So if you're... If someone comes to your door, and they ring, you are now alerted. You're sitting in your office or wherever you are, and you can even speak through it and be like, get out of here, or like... You know, okay. do whatever it is you have to do. So anyway, so these are very popular. Um, but we found out the firm Ring has partnered with 400 police 
forces oh. around the U.S. That's nice the most surveillance, of course. It's never, no one is interested in you um, having control over your property. It's always about surveillance, mm-hmm. right? And are they actually, are the police actually stopping people's houses from getting robbed or anything? Are they just seeing who's walking around? They're seeing, I mean, this is, the thing is that Ring did this without telling anybody. Of course. That's how surveillance works. It's not going to work <laughs> if everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. So now um, 400 police forces across the U.S. have potential access to a homeowner's camera footage and a powerful role in what the company calls the nation's new neighborhood watch. No, it's not. Uh, no, it's not. Um, the partnership lets police request a video recorded by homeowners' cameras within a spe- specific time and area, helping officers see footage from the company's millions of internet-connected cameras installed nationwide. There's never been a piece of technology that the police have that has made me feel safer. No, no. They say that it's, it's making your neighborhood a safer place, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. The number of police deals, which have not been previously reported, is likely to fuel bro- broader questions about privacy. Yes, yeah. Because now, what if I'm just coming over to your house? Now, every time I come over there, somebody knows that I'm yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So, with the, the growth of the program, which began, which I guess really I could wear a hat or a mask. Yeah, 2018, surprised some civil liberties associates, who, advocates who thought that fewer of the 300 agencies signed on. So, they. Nobody's report. They're not really reporting. Like how many? Here's the thing: if if it's making communities safer, why wouldn't you be advertising that mm-hmm. as a police department instead of being shady about it? Yeah, it's the thing is that it is. What it's doing is instead of saying, "Hey, police are going to put up cameras all over the place," mm-hmm, and which having, they have, and making everybody go like, "Hey, this isn't like a police society or whatever mm-hmm. it is." Now, doing it through the private sector, yeah, it's a kind of a workaround, so it's not like a government-imposed thing. Except that it is. It is. I mean, we don't know who actually Ring is. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you have, we have no idea. Yes. Yeah, so. I'm not into this kind of... I mean, I, I get into discussions with people about this all the time. I'm not into any of the surveillance stuff. I refuse to have Alexa or any of that stuff in my house. Mm-hmm. When I, I go over to people's houses, I want them to tell me. That they have that kind of thing in their house. Yeah. Because it does listen to you and yeah. it does record what you what you say. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. And like I wanna know if I'm if I'm coming into your house and you have cameras and recording devices, I think as a guest you should tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because maybe I don't want to say certain things or do certain things. Yeah. Um, so the program threatens civil liberties, it turns residents into informants and subject innocent people, um, including those that ring users has flagged as suspicious. To mm-hmm. greater surveillance. Oh, don't notice black people. Yeah. So if anybody walks through your neighborhood mm-hmm. and then people are like, that's a suspicious person. It, like, it's like now they're flagged. Uh, and there's facial recognition and all that kind of stuff that goes with it. I saw something interesting in my neighborhood. Someone was had footage of <laughs> their house got robbed. They had mm-hmm. the ring. So they had the image of someone coming in. They had surveillance inside. I'm like, but your house still got robbed. Yeah. So what was the point? Yeah, they still got in there. They still got in and stole all your shit. I know. But they say if police demanded every citizen put a camera on their door and give officers access to it, we might recoil. Mm-hmm. But this is the way of getting around it. It's a perceived, they tap into this perceived need for more self-surveillance and yeah. playing on the consumer fears about crime and security. Mm-hmm. Even though a, crime clever, is down. It's a clever workaround for the development of a whole new surveillance network without the kind of scrutiny that would happen if it was coming from the government. So what is it that they're going to do with all of this footage? 
Well, <laughs> you know you? what I mean? But, like, what are they... I, I understand the, you know, the the propensity for government and, you know, police to to move towards kind of the surveillance, you know, like mm-hmm. collecting all this information. But, and then to what end? Mm. You know, like for what? Yes, now you see who's walking around the neighborhood. You know, so does anyone who's looking out the window. It's looking for I don't think they're going to find anything. For, for whatever they want to prove. So if they want to prove something, then they'll find the surveillance. They'll find the footage behind it to prove. Mm-hmm. So if they want to put somebody in jail, they're going to find they where they're walking, what they're doing. They have such a hard time doing that anyway. It always They always have some, there's always some little like thing they forgot to do. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... So, in my neighborhood, when there's when there's a crime happening, you call the police, they show up an hour later. Mm-hmm. Like, really? <laughs> this yeah. surveillance stuff isn't... It, our, our response time's going to be quicker. Yeah. Or is it just going to be proving things after the fact? Like, these people who had their house robbed. This stuff's gone. Yeah. It's not coming back. And the guy was wearing a hat. Right. I know. Yeah, exactly. It's just this kind of thing, like, everyone's being watched, you're being recorded, and it, the the footage may just sit there forever. Nobody yeah, I think anything, it's just going to sit there. But it's there just in case someone wants to have something mm-hmm. to put somebody... I guess. I think it's all going to backfire. I was reading some interesting stuff about people who are developing... So, you know, the uh, the facial recognition? So, some fashion designers yeah. and tech people have developed clothing that confuses the cameras. Yeah. Yep, they have that, so you can walk into stores and you're yeah. not being tracked. And now for the actual facial recognition, it's a pair. They have a pair of what look like glasses, but it has a panel going down the nose and up the forehead as mm-hmm. well. It looks really odd. I haven't seen this one. But you can wear this, and you you no cameras can. You become do invisible. This. Yeah, because this is the thing: is like you can fool a camera very easily. Mm-hmm. And these ring from the footage that I've seen from them is not exactly like high quality footage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't have those fears. I'm not one of those people that feels like everything needs to be. You know, I don't. I don't feel like my house has to have a lot of surveillance. I don't mm-hmm. have anything in my. Come on in. There's no. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's nothing yeah. in my apartment that I'm. I'm really just concerned about other people and life. Like I'm not interested in safeguarding. You know my TV. Yeah. Well, I think in the suburbs, there's a lot of porch pirates nowadays, which are... Sure, but maybe just don't have stuff left on your porch. Yeah, I know, but now <laughs> they have the ring. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Have a delivery and on your own property and then... I don't know. I don't know what to say, but I mean, all it's going to do is show that someone is stealing the package, which you already knew, and they're going to be wearing a hat or a mask. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be that stupid. Just like we know about this ring business, they already knew. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm sure whatever, you know, in the, in the criminal world, they're like, oh, yeah, we are, yeah. this is old. You know, there's already, they're already coming with some kind of workaround, I'm sure. But what they, there's like, uh, they're saying that they're in certain localized, hyper-local neighborhoods, um, re- homeowners report stolen packages, mysterious noises, questionable visitors, and missing cats. Great. Yeah. Mystery solved. That's what we really want to find out is where's my cat. Yeah. <laughs> but how lazy. Like, the if you think that, like, once there was somebody in my building that should not have been there. Mm-hmm. And I called the police. And what happened? They drove by. Yeah. 
Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, but now, like, even more, it's just like, okay, well, We'll just review the footage. Let's see the footage. Yeah. It's like, no, they're here. But it's, it's, let's review the footage in, like, a week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? This is what I'm saying. Like, unless you're actually, it's great. That's what I mean. They have all these surveillance tools. But unless you're going to reform the human aspect of it. The laziness or mm-hmm. the the lack of manpower or whatever, you know, slow the response apathy. times, the apathy. And it's not going to matter. We just have all this footage of people being assaulted and robbed. Great. Yeah. And, and like, the cruelty. Like, if people are, like, some, if some people are biased, then they're going to be like, well, we got to get that white woman yeah. to help, but not that other woman. Exactly. You know, or. They're going to look and see what kind of person it is coming to the door and then make a decision about what yeah. is a priority and what isn't a priority. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I, I'm so glad that I've never had this, like, kind of... Yeah, it's like a white suburban paranoia. Yeah. Um, and for what I understand, like, doesn't everybody already have safeguard? Or, you know what I mean? Like, all of those... When you go to the suburbs, there's a million signs on everyone's lawn mm-hmm. about, like, this agency security. and that uh, security. Yeah. And it's like, what do, you, what do you have in there? You have the mm-hmm. Hope Diamond in your bonus room? Right. Like, <laughs> what's, you know... What's, yeah, right. What is going on? Yeah. Uh. You know, like you're strapped up with guns. You have that in your house. You have mm-hmm. a dog in your house. Now you have cameras everywhere. Like, what's what's going on mm-hmm. in your house? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what you got? And you have private security going around. It's like, wow, people, maybe I just don't have anything mm-hmm. of value. I know. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I just know. don't have, because Greg and I think about it all the time. I'm like, well, what happened if we got robbed? And I'm like, just call the insurance company, see what we can get replaced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's it. And they're not going to, I mean, definitely they would take our electronics, right? Mm-hmm. But no one's going to steal your TV anymore. It's too damn big. You would need a, two people to steal just TV. to get the TV. And then what are you going to do? You're going to carry it down the stairs? Be like, easy, watch the corner. <laughs> yes, just <laughs> a TV. And then what? You're going to run out the back door with it? Yeah, so what are they looking for? Smaller items, looking for jewelry, for Again, cash. you want my, uh, you know, my crystals? <laughs> my cut glass? <laughs> Go right ahead. Go ahead and flog that on the streets. See how far that gets you. Um, So I would like to, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about a Hallmark TV original. Of course. So What's going on in the world of Hallmark? I have to say, I'm a little upset with Hallmark because they used to have these really stellar write-ups for the movies that are coming up. Mm -hmm. Now they give you a video and a couple of, you know, a couple of lines. There's not a lot of romance and the oh. copy. So, but when you go and look at things that have already come out, they've added a lot of, they're trying to like sell it hard because okay. it's an old movie. So, I have uh, three things yeah, here. because the, the writer hasn't seen the movie. They no, they know. haven't so seen it's like it. generic, yes. the guy comes, will sweep you off your feet. Yeah. In the, in the desert. Yeah. I know, whatever it is. In the desert. I don't know. It's just like, but they, you know, take out desert also, in the city. Also, spoiler alerts, maybe. They don't want to, you know, give too much away. Oh, what happens with Jenna and Rob or whatever. Yeah. So this is a novel romance. Romance novelist Liam Bradley has already found massive success with three books written under the pen name Gabriel August. Gabriel is that a sexy August. name? Yeah. Gabriel <laughs> I'm Gabriel August. But he's mysteriously unknown to his legions of readers. Yeah, but he has a pen name. That's the whole point. Gabriel is a messenger. August is old. brings the heat. Oh, I didn't think about that. Okay. This is a messenger. You're better than I am. Let's see. Uh, There we go. With his first book written as a way to heal after a broken relationship, Liam has slowly become disheartened with writing strictly romantic fantasy. 
something evident to a sweet but honest, sweet but sweat honest, <laughs> journalist who reviews books. And if this is a journalist, she ain't reviewing Gabriel August's books. Like, no. I don't do romance novels get reviewed in the same way. Because they usually come out, not that they're not worth reviewing, but they come out quickly. Yeah. The, as soon as the, the romance hits, the the romance reader has read it. And they're kind of formulaic and you the know? whole thing. You can really... But what's the review? It's like yeah. either you like this genre and this author, you don't. No, you don't, yeah. Um, so this sweet but honest journalist, Sophie Atkinson, who he meets by chance on a plane. Oh, uh, the two begin a tentative relationship. Somebody didn't bring their noise-canceling headphones. Exactly. And <laughs> you're stuck next to the chatty Kathy. The two begin oh. a tentative relationship. I don't know about that. In Sophie's hometown of Portland, Maine, where Liam has come to find inspiration for his newest entry. Ooh. Ooh, God. Liam's agent puts him on the spot with a long-planned reveal of Gabriel August's true identity. He's written three books. Like, in the romance world, three, it's, you're just getting started, you're just getting warmed that, up. But, yes, and in the in the publishing world, you get a three-book deal. Yeah. But, like, as a romance novelist, you're probably really, getting a hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. To crank out the first three. No, but you get, like, a three, and you get, like, an advance, and it's like, hurry up. Yeah. Get them out. Get them out. You know what? If the f- one and two aren't selling, it's just, like... I, I don't think in the romance world they, like, reprint anything. No. It's like it's one run. So they're going to reveal his identity, but Sophie doesn't know of his public persona. So he hasn't told her that he is Gabriel August. Oh, God. Why would he hide that? It's a what, is, what is he putting in? I'm so confused. You know confused. what the thing is? That, like, the advances on a book like that, it's, like, 25 grand. So he's got to hide his identity. <laughs> yes. $25,000 $25, this year so far. I'm confused. So she doesn't know his public persona. So she doesn't know he's, ah, she doesn't know that he's Gabriel August. Yeah. Even though she's reviewed his books. Oh, God. He should be like, oh, this is great. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like someone who actually likes my work. (laughs) Um, The longer Liam avoids telling her the truth, the deeper a hole he digs himself into will their romance survive once his true ident- identity comes like so are there a lot of occasions when you're working under a nom de plume like this where you're going to be revealed like is he at starbucks and they ask him what his name is for the cup and he accidentally says gabriel you, and know, every, you know and then and it was like all what right. he got a pumpkin spice latte i knew like how selfie how easy is it to hide that you're like a romance novelist. It, pretty easy. That's the answer. <laughs> like, it's not going to come up all the time. Even, even famous authors, you're nobody's... Not, no! How, what is the percentage of the population that would really recognize J.K. Rowling if she walked down the street? I don't know what she looks like at all. Yeah. Now, only one you can really... You don't know what um, John Grisham looks like? No. Don't I don't know. know. What they, the only people I know what they look like are uh, Barbara Cartland. And Stephen King. Stephen King. Um, That's because he Danielle puts himself. Steel. He's always he does a cameo in his, every one of his movies. Yeah, and also he's like kind of funny looking. Yeah, and he used to be on the back of his books, like yeah, you know. Uh, I don't think I would rec- if, if someone right. came up to me and someone's like, "I'm Salman Rushdie." I'd be like, "Great, <laughs> I I'm sure." Can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you need some directions or something? Like, oh, you know, I'm yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. I was like, good for you. Yeah. Friend. You know what? Congratulations, buddy. <laughs> Thumbs way up. Step aside. <laughs> like, great. So, um... <laughs> 
And I'll do another one. Autumn dreams. With big plans to leave their small Iowan town. Is anyone planning on staying in Iowa? Like, it's always... All right. Um, Teenage loves Annie and Ben elope. Their big city plans, and I'm guessing, what, are they going to Dubuque or something? Mm -hmm. Their big city plans are halted when Annie's parents have the marriage annulled. Oh. And Annie stays... (laughs) Who annulled whose marriage? parents. Annulled her marriage? Yes. Wait a minute. How can that happen? How can someone else annul your marriage? Iowa. Um, And... Annie stays behind in Iowa to help her family. 15 years later. Wait a minute. I feel like the movie's over. (laughs) 15 years later when Annie is engaged in Iowa and Ben is engaged in New York. So Ben kept it rolling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like he didn't stop. Um, They discover that their annulment was never finalized. Wah, wah, bigamists. Bigamy is hilarious. Bigamy. Uh, yeah. Not- <laughs> Some good old-fashioned American bigamy. Oh, it's the laughs just don't stop yeah, with I'm, the bigamy. I'm crying right now. <laughs> Annie and Ben have to reunite to make their divorce legal, but find oh themselves God. reminiscing about what could have been if they had stayed together. Oh. As And what about their others? What about Annie's fiancé and mm-hmm. Ben's fiancé? I know. <laughs> what, like, I know. Where's that story? Right. Um, as romantic feelings resurface, Annie and Ben must decide if their past love could also be their destined future. And autumn dreams. Autumn dreams. Autumn dreams. It also can be a fragrance. Yes. Autumn dreams. Autumn dreams by the Hallmark Channel. Yes. Reminisce <laughs> with autumn dreams. How bizarre. So you get married, the next thing you know, your mom's like, nah, <laughs> snatch back. <laughs> going to put a kibosh on this. Yeah, this is done. Yeah. But you, sir, keep going. <laughs> Get on that plane. Yeah. That's nuts. Autumn dreams. All right, what do you have? All right. I'm just still like, are you, the hiding yourself as a romance novelist is going to be the easiest thing ever. Yeah. Like, if I said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Salman Rushdie. <laughs> I don't, he's not a romance novelist, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, I know. It's like. <laughs> I wrote. It's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Surprise. This, it could be anybody. It could be anybody, you know. Nobody cares. Yeah. No No, no one cares about the writer. No one's like, oh, you're a romance novelist. Check, please. Yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> this is BS writ wholesale large. All right. What do you, what do you have? I, there's a cashier arrested in Japan for allegedly using photographic memory to steal credit card information of 1,300 customers. How do they know? Do they see them concentrating super hard on the job? <laughs> <laughs> no. And like jotting it down. He was a part-time worker. He was arrested for stealing credit card details to buy $26,000 worth of Bags from an online shopping site last March. Excuse me. I know. There's. A, we're going to address it all. <laughs> the police. Are That's not even a lot of money. Familiar with the investigation, told CNN that the man who worked at a shopping mall. Mm-hmm. They're probably wondering why CNN was interviewing them yeah. first of all. <laughs> had allegedly memorized customers' credit card information while processing their orders, and then he recalled the credit card details later to shop online. Okay. The suspect had a photographic memory, and police have found a notebook with card details listed inside it. You have a photographic memory, and that's what you're doing? I know. It doesn't... Look. I would be a scientist. <laughs> really? Like... 
He was in police custody for six days, and a Japanese investor... He remembered it all. He remembered each (laughs) moment of each day. Yeah. Can hold an arrested suspect for up to 20 days before they're charged. Okay. That's a long time. That is a long time. That's like your whole life. I don't think they have a lot of crime there either, so like, why? Okay. They couldn't get to him. It's a unique case. Certainly not the the biggest. It is? Yeah. That's unique? (laughs) Someone stealing credit? Okay. No, but with a photographic memory, like... Um, Fine. I don't see how that's any different from just, like, jotting it down. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The In 2016, they said a group of thieves used about 1,600 forged cards to withdraw money from 1,400 cash machines across Japan mm-hmm. in just over two hours. They stole two, $13 million. Wow. And so, this guy got a measly $2,600 worth of handbags? Buying bags online. So it, it, <laughs> this means to me, if you have a photographic memory, it doesn't mean you're smart. No shit. <laughs> like, that's what I, w- I was just saying. I'd be a scientist, but maybe not. No, maybe, maybe not. I just, I wouldn't print out the material for the podcast. I just memorized the, yeah. the and penis just news. In and then wonder, <laughs> like, what am I going to do to pay a bill? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> maybe, but I don't have to print anything out. I don't have to print anything out. But this guy's like a part time worker. With a photographic memory. Yeah. Is there no spy agency in Japan? Yeah. Or maybe. They know about this guy. And they're like, oh, him, Ben. Forget it. No, <laughs> maybe does he no repeat good. everything he knows, or it's just like he's focusing on. He the can wrong only things. remember like strings of numbers that are like twenty numbers or less. That's it. Yeah, that's his special like so. photographics. The yeah. handbags, though. Yeah. It didn't say anything. This is bad reporting, Sienna. And I want to know what are these designer bags? Like, did he buy? And so twenty six thousand dollars. That could be no, one bag. I'm sorry, two thousand six hundred dollars. That's and, it. And I was like, twenty six hundred dollars. I'm like, what were you buying? Like, like freaking one Vital? Like one no, small? No, not even. Vital. It's probably like a La Sport Sec, like ten of them. <laughs> And that's it. And that's just like, woohoo! I'm gonna. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna hook these jam sports up. Backpacks <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> $2,600? I thought I thought you said $26,000. No, I might have misspoke. $2,600? You know what? Case closed. This it's is guys. barely a crime at this point. Who was these? Like, whose credit cards were these? Like, little kids' credit cards with no limit? Like, with tiny, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Was he just, like, testing it out? Was, was it one time? card? No. He had, he had credit card details for 1,300 customers. Wow, he obviously didn't read and memorize the the article about the people who got like millions in two hours. Yeah, and he wasn't. He really maybe it's just like his, this is his first time, not bright <laughs> and not ambitious. Yeah, <laughs> because he's gonna go to jail for a couple of handbags. Oh. So yeah, wow, photographic memory. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> it's just a, it's just like a skill. Yeah. You know, like anything else. It doesn't come with uh, fries or anything, you know. Yeah. Just the photographic memory. Bizarre. Poor guy. What a waste. Yep. What a waste. Um, so, musk you. Well, musk you, you really. Musk you really, Elon yes, Musk. Yes, Elon Musk. So, uh, this is a segment we report on Elon Musk, the millionaire playboy <laughs> CEO of Tesla. Elon Musk, he has pow- uh, promised, and he, he loves to make a promise. Like, I feel bad for the people in his life. He's like, I promise I'll be there. They're like, yeah, whatever. Just like you made all those Teslas. 
Oh, right. Um, yeah, he, he likes to, you know, these grand declarations. Yeah, and he's one of, what's interesting about Elon Musk is he, once something is out, he doesn't talk about it. He only talks about it like two years before. It's like, mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen. And then if it doesn't happen, he's like, mm. Well, he's the visionary. He's the visionary. If it doesn't work out, well. Yeah, he looks only forward, not to the side. Yeah. <laughs> not dumb. So he is po- promising a more powerful powertrain option and future Model S and Model X vehicles and a next gen- a next generation roadster sports car which will push acceleration speed beyond the current high bar which is known now as ludicrous mode so he uses ludicrous mode and plaid from what? space balls to describe how quickly his vehicles are going is that to what travel it's from? Yes. yeah ludicrous he said the only thing beyond ludicrous is plaid plaid Yes. So he has uh, the plaid powertrain. That, that was in Spaceballs? Mm-hmm. Okay. The plaid powertrain is still about a year from production. We know this because he's talking about it. He doesn't talk about things if it's about to actually happen or if it's already happened. It will have The powertrain will have three motors, which is one more motor than found in today's Model S and Model X. I feel like he's said five motors. We <laughs> need five motors. <laughs> and they're all stacked up. Yes. Um, the, on top of each other. He said the plaid powertrain has already seen some action. Um, it's a the Tesla revealed it, and everyone's talking about this plaid powertrain, and it's a second faster than the record for a four door sedan. Mm-hmm. For, again, Elon Musk, people, visionary, playboy, billionaire, is making a sedan. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you put a convertible into outer space. Yes. It's a convertible a, a with, a, sedan. with a dummy in it. He said the plaid powertrain will, quote, uh, well, cost more than, quote, current offerings, but will be less than the competitors. So it's going to be more than what we have, but less than what other people have. Okay. It's going to be in that range. In a, a perfect price point range. A perfect price point. Yeah. Um, he, there, he unveiled a new Roadster in 2017, and he said it would have three motors. And be able to travel a zero to sixty in one point nine seconds. So when are you doing that? Yeah. Um, with a top speed of two hundred and fifty miles per hour. Where are you going with this? Yeah. Really, you can't drive faster than like ninety miles anywhere. Yeah. It's just not. It's, <laughs> it's just not safe. Like you better be trained. Yeah. You better not have anybody in the car with you. Besides your dumb ass going 200 miles an hour. And, and, and nobody needs where, it. Where? Where are you going to drive at 250 miles an hour? Yeah. <laughs> and where are, you, where are you going? Oh. Um, they said that Tesla's plans are to make more powerful three-motor powertrains. And uh, it stands out and it stands out to be a really good option. They said if it does, in fact, materialize. <laughs> if it actually happens. It's going to be great if it happens. Yeah, if so it works. Ludicrous mode. They um, they actually rolled that out in 2015. Okay. That was ludicrous mode. Ludicrous mode improved acceleration by 10% and let drivers go from 0 to 60 in 2.8 seconds. Woo. <laughs> I don't know. This is like, are you just, you need to get on the turnpike real fast. Like, what's happening? Yeah. It's when just, is it's, this happening? It's not is, conducive is, to the way we live. Is there a T-Rex in the rear view? Like, what's right. going on that you need to, and you know, go from 0 to 60? In, in three seconds. I don't know. Um, Ludicrous mode costs $10,000 as an add-on. And so we don't know how much plaid is going to be. But he's already said that he's going to roll out plaid in a year. And then in four years, maximum plaid. No. Which I like to refer to as paisley. 
maximum, maximum plaid. plaid. I like He's that. He's too much money, not enough sense, I feel yeah. like. We need to, like... But he is funny. Yes. But, <laughs> so, Elon, if you're listening, we need you need us to be your special consultants. Yeah, you need some better copy. You Stop writing your own copy. Like, stop coming up with your own names. Yeah. There are people who do that. Yeah, Those we can help you. We can help you. We can help you with all kinds of things. Because, I mean, I love Mel Brooks as much as the next person. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta you got to coin your own... Your own phrases. Yeah. 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 Don't take them yeah. from Spaceballs. Ludicrous. It's not even one of his best movies. No, it's not. All right. What do you have? So you play bass keys. Drums, guitar. Sing lead or rap. Horns, too. Looking for a place to go. Saturday night, 8 p.m. to 12. Funkadelic Studios, y'all. Fully equipped rehearsal yeah. studio. It's got everything you need to jam. What you waiting on? Nine was 40th Street. Come one, come all, and you can bring your bandmate, lover, or a friend. Yeah, come prepare to jam. 21 steps to becoming an alpha male. Just in case anyone was interested you know in what? becoming I, an alpha can male. Can you email that to me so I can take it, so I can get into a time machine, go back in time, and give it to this guy who was in line with me across the street? Oh, what Because he, he was a beta, and I couldn't deal with it. What was he doing his, that was so beta? His, just his, it, he was like a discount Tony Shaloub. Oh. <laughs> for Monk. It was the worst. And everything, like, he was annoying everybody around him. The, the the prep cook was just like, what, huh? What are you trying to say? Like, what what's going on? Please mm. make a decision. Like, I've never seen so much eye rolling. Really? Because he wasn't being Because he was, he was just saying. so beta. It was it was hard. I, I wanted to push him. And I'm not a violent person, right? <laughs> like, okay. I, so. <clears throat> so the alpha, mm-hmm. the alpha male. <clears throat> the elusive alpha male. Yeah isn't merely a, just the social alpha or a leader of a social group. He's the leader of his own life in a very powerful way. Oh, no. But He's going to beat his own drum yeah. and howl at his own moon. No, but alpha males really are when you're in a There is a group of men together. Yeah. They're the dominant ones. Yeah. They're the ones the that... The lead. Can, right. Okay. But you can... <laughs> this alpha, he's the leader of his friends and family and someone you can't avoid respecting, even admiring. You can't avoid respecting him. <laughs> I don't want to. But I just can't help giving him props. Mad props. Even admiring for the kind of man he is in every facet of life. Okay. I feel like this guy's got a nice pair of wingtips on. <laughs> Probably. Spit shine. <laughs> Handlebar mustache. <laughs> yes. So steps you need to make to become an alpha male. First is be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. Keep it real. Self-awareness. <laughs> be real and keep it that way. Self-awareness is a quality held by very few. There I was going to say, this is going to be hard for people. Oh, Being self-aware, guys. yeah. I don't know how many times I have to say to people, have you heard about other people? Like, do you know what's going on around you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there aren't many who can see their deepest failures and weaknesses and have the courage to work on them. There are. I can see them for you. I offer that, gentlemen. That's if you would like business. to know what your deepest fears and failures are, just ask me. I'll tell you. Yeah. There are even fewer that have the courage not to cover them up or to fill the voids in their lives with quick fixes. Mm-hmm. What are the quick fixes? Be, well, uh, like drugs and porn. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like gym, working out too much. Yeah, just like doing things that you think are going to fix whatever it is, but it's not really. Mm-hmm. Who thinks porn is going to sort them out? Well, it's because they're, <laughs> they're lonely. And then okay. instead of actually instead dealing of, oh, with I, the loneliness, okay. 
and saying, well, what do I can do? What can I do to yeah. have more people in my, in my life? life? I'm going to watch. Can I be a better friend, gotcha, a better gotcha. boyfriend, a better this? I was just imagining the day isn't going well. I'm not getting what I want. Eh, I'll watch some porn. No, it's just like That'll instead of becoming a, a good boyfriend material, you mm-hmm. just watch porn yeah. for yourself. For yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so be real with yourself. What are your insecurities? Make them known. Say them out loud. Wow, that's hard. Yeah. I look like Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is do your thing. The more I read about great laters and by correlation, great alpha males. <laughs> what? By coral- great leaders, correlation, great alpha males. What is that telling you? Yeah, right? maybe. I realize that they beat their own drum. And they beat their wives and their children <laughs> as well frequently. They keep everyone in line. And they beat other dudes down. Yeah. They have their own agenda in life, their own principles and passions. Mm-hmm. And they won't like psychos. Let others pull them from their mission, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess that's alpha. Yeah. Number three, seek to do what you fear. <laughs> Who is reading this? <laughs> No, let's see, I never get into this guy says I never get into arguments on Facebook or YouTube or the or the blog. On YouTube, you can argue with people. I guess so. I guess if you watch a video and you're like, "This was this was Eddie Money's greatest video of all time." Oh, God rest his soul. Oh, really, yeah. Eddie Money? I didn't know. Yesterday. Oh no, we still have meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> Meat, meatloaf, eat right, eat clean, bro. Yeah. Get on that treadmill, drink water. Yeah. So he says, to me, it's a waste of time. But the other day, I did get in an argument with someone who scolded me for encouraging a young guy in a fight he said he had to go through with the following day. So some guy's like, I got to fight. Who is planning fights for the next day? I don't know. When you have a fight, don't you just fight? No, not if you're like, this is like a middle management white guy. So they're going to shove each other in the parking lot for a couple of minutes and they're just going to go get a latte afterwards. But they're planning this. Why don't you just it's fight It's not going to happen. I know. That's, I'm there. I'm like, if there's going to be a fight, it has to be now. So I can't be meet me, you know, outside of accounting at like two on Thursday. This is, it's kind of nuts because this guy's talking about this is being an alpha is encouraging somebody to fight the next day. That's not alpha. <laughs> no, alpha would already handle this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, they're going to meet. Gonna, and then what is it? Pistols at like what, pistols at dawn. Pistols I guess. at dawn. But then who does that? Nobody does that. Yeah, one of them is not going to be there. It's like, dude, I was waiting for you. Oh, let's just do it next well, Monday. I was there early. Yeah, well, yeah, there. I was there early, ready to get my fight on. But you weren't there. You weren't there. I was tired. Okay, live the life of a warrior. Oh dear. Yeah, warrior without a battle is akin to a man without purpose, without a soul. Wow, they went there. Yeah. <laughs> As men we need adventure. <laughs> no soul. Hang on. As men we need adventure. Okay. We need a battle, and I'm convinced that we need to look at our lives as if they're one big war. Sometimes dishes can be a battle when they pile up. <laughs> sometimes our you got to glove up. Yeah, you got to glove up. Glove up and get down. Yeah. Sometimes you have to wear a kerchief. Yeah. <laughs> men need adventure. Uh, that's everyone needs adventure. But okay. But guys need it. Yeah, not women. No. That's why we don't watch mysteries. That's why no, no we don't watch true crime. <laughs> yeah, so what are we fighting? There's a strong part of our hearts. What are we Warrior. fighting? Who cares? Just go. Fight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. All right. And then once you fight, number five, have the courage to fail gloriously. 
take it on the chin and just stay down. You know, the average person lives in fear of failure. It's one of the most debilitating forces on the planet. And that holds mm-hmm. back a p- potentially great men from greatness. Yeah. And that makes an alpha male. It an also alpha. holds a lot of not so great men back from continually being failures. Some people just need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. just not for everybody. Success. I know. Uh, success, <laughs> is, really. That's, that's, that'll be my t-shirt. Success, comma. Not for everybody. <laughs> Looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, sir. <laughs> Mr. Beat Me yeah. in the parking lot. Oh, God. And so, so failing at the small and consequential things in life is easy. It doesn't take much courage. Failing at everything is easy. Yeah. A lot easier than succeeding. It's when you follow your heart, your ambition, and you work your ass off mm-hmm. that the possibility of failure becomes real, engulfing, and even crushing. And that's when a real man rises and fights and forges on and fights on. Fight, forge, oh, fight. Oh, he forges on, huh? Yeah, but it's what like... What is he, a Viking? You know what? Maybe you had a plan that you worked really hard at your plan, but it was a sh- stupid plan. Yeah, it was a stupid plan, and you got no talent. <laughs> it was like the guy with the... You know, I've got this this amazing ability to to, mem- to photographic memory. What am I gonna do? I'm like, ah, I got stuck in a turnstile. Like, no, game over. Like. Oh God. Okay. Now you also have to be self reliant. Mm-hmm. No, oh, whatever. If you, what if yourself sucks? You know, like sometimes you need to rely on other people. I don't know how many, like, the way society is set up, and this is a big, broad generalization, but there are not many guys are self-reliant in the way that things are set up for them to succeed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a, yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, at the same time, I think another problem is that a lot of men need more community. Yeah. You know, so this telling people to be self-reliant, I think some people might mistake that as being isolated. Yeah. Um, But yeah, things are set up for them. It's like when I go to um, a black hair salon, Mm -hmm. I don't have any problems getting my hair done Mm -hmm. in a black hair salon. Because it's set up for me to go in there and get my hair done. And you succeed. Every other kind of salon, it's a nightmare. I don't know what I'm going to walk out of there with. Right. Or if I'm even going to be able to get in there in the first place and get anything accomplished. So this is That's my metaphor. Your metaphor is spot on. Yes. This guy is saying, okay, um, you don't have to rely on others to succeed in life. Don't have to rely on others to pay your bills, make your meals, emotional support for strength. But they have been doing that. Oh, yeah, but they have all of this. (laughs) Someone else has been cooking your food. And and you always run to the women for emotional support. If you need emotional support. I'm going to talk to your boy. Yeah. And he's finished with his so parking lot fight. They need to, they're yeah, this hopelessly good. skewed on yeah. the self, what self-reliant, being self-reliant. In my, I mean, so in my mind, an, an alpha male is someone who is charismatic. Mm-hmm. People, um, what are they, the phrase that, you know, women want to be with him, men want to be with him. him. Like, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, somebody who, for for good or for ill. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying they're a good person, but it's like, they have a, a quality that, you know, they're naturally... The people have look leadership. to them. Yeah, and people they, look to them. And they can influence others very yeah. easily. Yeah, that's an alpha. And the good ones are the ones that manage to take that charisma mm-hmm. and 
and apply it broadly. Mm-hmm. Like they have all kinds of friends. They these are the people that you see. You're like, wow, that guy is also like the head of a company, but he's also doing charity work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's got a lot of friends. He's doing this. He's doing that. Like the, you know, in a positive way. I think most alpha males though go into the the negative, you know, yeah. run for office kind of category. Yeah. I'll put it that way. And they're a bit psycho and kind of charlatan and snake oil salesmen. Yeah, and they're, they're like toxic and, and yeah. um, violent. They're using their alpha status for bad. Yeah. Basically. Um, to be an alpha, you have to build the body of an alpha male. Huh? What? Okay, that I disagree with right away. I know. Because it's not, for me, it's not about what the person looks like, it's the energy that they give yeah, off. Yeah, I agree. Um, eight, get into a fist fight. With whom? Not with another alpha male. Growing up in a Christian home, I always heard the term "turn the other cheek." In Mm -hmm. Sunday school, my um, I faced my. I always took it as dropping trowel and pressed hams. (laughs) 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 The third and fourth cheek. So uh, it means like stand up for yourself. Yeah, the the time comes. That's Um, not what that. That's not what "turn the other cheek" means. By the way, it it doesn't mean don't stand up for yourself. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I think there is like a longer phrase. Yeah, these phrases that were cut down and just taken out of context. Yeah, Um, we'll address that on another show. Yeah, but but yeah, it's just like he's saying, "turn the other cheek" or taking the high road is not the way of the alpha. But I disagree. Take the low road. Is what he's saying. Take the low road. (laughs) Take the low road. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I one uh, <laughs> at some point ask stop asking for help. What? Was that the problem? Yeah, because they want you to be more self reliant. Okay, and, you know, and it keeps you from becoming a real man. Um, asking for help? Yeah, because they don't realize. I know see, this, this is, is leading to bad. a lot of toxic. This I think this is bad advice from a man for men. Yeah, this is really bad. And the, but the one thing I will agree on is become a voracious reader. Yes, read a book. Yeah, MF. read books. Read books. Yeah, huge fan of that. Always try not watching TV for a week. Instead, read. Read yeah. anything. You know, um, you know all the great leaders and alpha males. They've had a lust for books, and that's no coincidence. Yeah, and that I will agree. Yeah, that's true. For for good or for ill. Yeah, you got to read a lot. Yeah, like that's that's where it all is. Mm-hmm. By the way. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. person who in a revolving door you walk in the same wedge as someone else (laughs) those people should be taken out back berated and drawn and quartered jesus is the worst i know i'm going to uh the airport airport soon and that's where it usually happens this jackass is in a hurry and jumps in with me (laughs) 
And I'm always waiting for it to be the time. Because you know they have the ones that if you don't keep moving forward, they stop. Yeah. I'm hoping I get stuck in there so we can have a real conversation <laughs> about why you thought it was appropriate to hop in here. In my wedge. In my wedge. <laughs> no, let's talk about this. Right now. I'm going to selfie. 